welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm back. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi. Hi. It's me. Um, my favorite part from the episode that you recorded with Eddie was when in bafflement, Eddie said, how do you and Meg usually converse? Um, and you said she usually says I agree, which I felt like was pretty accurate for how this podcast usually goes. I don't even remember saying that, but uh, yeah. It was a great summation of our energy. Um, tell me how you're feeling about day three in Bermuda. Oh boy, I'm feeling like no thanks to being on that trip. The weather's confusing, the friendships are confusing, the culture's confusing, everything about it stumped what about you would you yeah i'm a i'm just a straight up dumb dumb i didn't know bermuda was british still um i didn't know it was like east of new york i guess i had no idea where the caribbean is that's i didn't know how far north it was like what what is this place that's the one i don't know i knew it was co a colony of british how did i know that no idea but someone said do you think it's by puerto rico and i was like i have no mexico i have no idea like turks and caicos the caribbean no idea how you get there i couldn't i literally could not point on a map and get it right no me neither and i took fourth place in the geography in elementary school so i've really oh. lost a lot of my uh map know-how sad to say hey a brag Meg I know I got out because I didn't know the definition of delta other than that I think I would have soared to success I might have won the whole thing what is the definition of delta still don't know still don't know the best plane yeah the best airline <laughs> made a mistake but they they regrouped yeah we've um, all been there we've all been there I agree I agree another Bermuda for day I love it I loved it when Lisa report repeated it and sounded so pleased with herself I would like to know how many different servants are in this home seeing just that one I was like oh there's a staff here and like he's just moving her ottoman um <laughs> can we get like a upstairs downstairs Downton Abbey subplot of the people her. working in this home I would love their take on her Andy spinoff Andy Andy, TM, Meg. Um, Meg, Monica's kids, one fear she'll get arrested. And I think that says everything. I think that's fair. I think that's a valid concern. Yeah, they might have a lot of thoughts. Um, I will say, though, as much as I would never want to be on this girl's trip, and I can't stress that much enough, I would love to wake up a from a text to someone that says, hey, I booked a yacht, but it's not till 1130, so we can chill. That's a dream. That sounds amazing. It, and you know what? It wouldn't have sounded as good if she said, I booked a catamaran. She was right. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a yacht. It was not a yacht. I mean, I was still in, but it was not a yacht. I watched a lot of Below Deck on my flight home. And so now I'm an expert in yachting. And that is definitely not a yacht. That is a catamaran. That is a catamaran. And you know what? That's fine. There's no problem with the catamaran. That's fun. Yeah, but it was false advertising. I think as long as there's a bathroom on the boat, I'm good to go. And a stripper pole. Oh my gosh. Whitney is making some really conflicting statements. <laughs> it wasn't oh. a good episode for Whitney. No. Yet again, though, a great episode for Heather. Heather, I, I cannot. I went into the season, Lisa, number one. I still love Lisa. Lisa's so fun. Heather has, the way Heather has come to the top of my list, though, I had no love for Heather last season. Remember the black eye, yada, yada. I was not into Heather. 
at all. I thought she always had potential, but I love the Heather this season and I love her this episode. I don't know. The end, the end was a lot for me. I think it may have been an overreaction, but we'll get to it. Um, I could see myself taking that as personal as Heather did. And yeah, we'll get to it. But I also think Whitney is being so dumb. Yeah, Whitney's logic in this episode is not holding up. Um, okay, so Monica and Heather meet up to chat about the night before when Heather told Monica to STFU about her intimacy life. Again, aside, I stand with Heather. Um, okay, so Heather has on, for the first time, not terrible sunglasses. They're good sunglasses. She's in a sleek, all-black outfit, but then she has, like, on a green bucket hat. Which has to be designer. She's doing a lot of Lueve this episode, and I'm like, did they sponsor this trip? Which is for Heather. Uh, yeah, because it looks like a hat that could be Lueve. I am a. Yeah, it's real. The ribbon is tough for me. No, Megan, I had to have this conversation a lot. Not all designer is good. You can't just throw on designer and think, oh, I've done it. Because you haven't. You got to have no. a little taste. You can't put a money on taste. Anyway, um, Heather's like, look, Monica, I came in hot because I don't like that you talked about my daughter's intimacy. And Monica's like, well, now I know certain things aren't up for discussion. And it's like, Monica, you just learned this, that you shouldn't talk about a 20-year-old's sex life on national TV? Like, oh, okay, so that's just a boundary for you, Heather. Like, the way she phrases that is hilarious. Um, it's very, I'm sorry if you were offended. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. We all feel that way. Monica, I speak for the entire population when I tell you everyone but Whitney feels this way. Okay, so then Monica is like, because Heather's like, what happened last night? I'm so confused what happened with Meredith. Monica's like, okay, well, I don't really know if Monica Meredith sent those DMs. But then Monica says, I'd send them. If it were me, I would absolutely send those. But I don't know if Meredith did. And I'm like, okay, so you just said you would. And I believe this is foreboding. And later in the episode, Ma everyone calls Meredith a liar when there's one out of the two of them who very openly admits they would have sent them. So I can't wait for that to happen. Um, it's going to come soon. Meg, here's what I do know. Meredith loves bed. <laughs> who can blame her? Who can? I mean, it looks like a comfy bed. She doesn't have much of a view to look out of. They're not going anywhere until 1130. I would probably do what Meredith's doing. Get as I, much sleep as possible. The most I've ever related to Meredith. Like, I'm like, yes, I also love bed. I don't relate to Seth when he answers the FaceTime on a treadmill. Um, Didn't okay. love it. Made me a little dizzy. I did like that Seth was like, look, the other favorite part of mine of the episode you did with Eddie, well, I had a lot of favorite parts, but one of the other favorites was when he was like, how much of this do you think is just their job? And what Seth says to Meredith is pretty much like, it's the job. Like, you're supposed to fight at dinner. Sorry, that's it. That's how we're making money. Just go about your day. Seth does give some great advice. He's like, don't let this get to you. Don't let them bring you down. It sounds simple, but it's true. Uh, Whitney plays tennis. I know this because her outfit. I, I actually it, liked it. I like the outfit. Her her outfit is not a looks ensemble. It is a literal tennis outfit. Yeah. And I'm like, do I need one? Never, never played more than five minutes of tennis in my life. But if that's the outfit, I might start. 
And I played tennis um, in junior high and on the high school team. And a thousand percent, my motivation was the outcome. I'm sorry. Go, go back. You played like at high school level tennis. But I wasn't good. Still, you were on the team. I did it. I did it. I played doubles with another gal named Emily. We were the Emily team. I love that. Congratulations. And homecoming queen, you were unstoppable. I know. I really peaked in high school and it's been downhill since then, kids. So choose your time wisely. We've all got to peak at some point. I mean, hopefully. Um, I play tennis absolutely without a doubt. I remember my mom sitting me down being like, I'll sign you up for tennis lessons but I'm going to have to drive you 20 minutes away. And I just want to know how committed you are to it. And I was like, very committed as long as I have a skirt. Fair. She made me go one month before she buy me an outfit. And you know what? It's good. That's good parenting. And what was it? A flippy? Was it pleated? I got a dress and it had a pleated bottom. And it had the shorts attached and it had a pocket for the balls. I mean, it was just the best. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm, you can leave. Remember when he got that again? You can leave. The editors have been wilding out the last couple episodes. Like they got access to Microsoft Paint and they are going to town. They're going off and I'm into it. I love that little pop-up. I loved it so much. I also knew right away Angie was not as good as Whitney at tennis because her outfit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she was just in leggings and a Lululemon tank as any of us would be and it's a real shame to be standing next to someone who looks like they know what they're doing. Did. Although, okay, last week Eddie's one takeaway. I don't know if you remember. It was like, Whitney looked like she had burns and not a sunburn. She looked like she had been chemically burned. That was his one takeaway from the entire episode. I said, what's the one thing from the episode? And he said, Whitney is so red that it looks like it's not even a sunburn. It looks like a chemical burn. And then when I watched this episode... When when she was on the red court, I was like, yep, she does look very red. Eddie had a very good point on that. I didn't even notice last episode at all. Um, Yeah, uh, I do wonder, like, they always mess with the color in post, right? Like, how much of that is causing the redness? Or is she, like, legit just fair skin sunburns easy? Remember, she she has the skin of a redhead. but Yeah, so do I. She has the tanning wants of a brunette. It's it's a tough life. It's the one I, I live and I got to tell you, it's not easy. Because when Whitney came in after she had showered to get her makeup done, I was like, oh, dang, yeah, her face is red. Yeah, she's had some sundown and damage the last couple of days. Um, Meredith is so unbothered in a way that feels to me medicated. Whitney decides <laughs> to call it disassociation. OK, and- I, I have to tell you, sorry to cut you off, no, but um. I met a couple avid Real Housewives watchers whilst I was overseas. And first of all, one of them asked me if I was a Lisa Barlow Mormon, which really made me laugh. Um, but they also, we were talking about Housewives because they love the fran- the franchise. And they too think that Meredith seems just constantly medicated. And I was like, oh, it's not just us. No, she does. She, this is like maybe a problem. She seems medicated, which again, no tea, no shade to Meredith. If I, if this were my job and I had to go on this trip, I would too, I too would be married. I would be med- medicated, Meredith medicated, <laughs> medicated, marinated and medicated. I would be Meredith levels of medicated because it's not fun. No, I know. So I don't blame them, but I listen, I want to say from the beginning, Whitney, you need to stop using terms 
that are like actual diagnoses or actual terms that have to do with mental health because you don't use them right. And it makes us not trust or like you. Boundaries? Are we talking about boundaries? She says boundaries one more time. I'm going to flip a table. Like she doesn't even know how to use the word boundaries right. Right. And I'm like, that's like entry level. Every idiot on TikTok knows boundaries. Don't say exploit. Don't don't say gaslighting. And also for the love of heaven, don't say someone disassociates. Meredith doesn't disassociate. Meredith is medicated. She's out. She's not here. Goodbye. I'm okay with it. And I'm jealous. I liked Angie the most I've ever liked her now when she was like, hey, I know Heather. She when Angie says every single person is a product of culture. Of course they are. And she had great points about how Heather had her reaction at dinner. And I really felt like Angie was fair. And I liked that from her. But Whitney is all upset because she said Heather shared a story in Bad Mormon about a boudoir photo shoot that I did. But then she gives the producers those photos to show on national TV. Right. And this is coming from the... This is coming from the woman who had a literal sex scene with her husband and a bunch of paint on the show. Like, it just rings a bit hollow. So this sex scene painting, so graphic, he got fired from a real job. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, sister, hate to say it, have no lay to stand on. You, As someone talking about a sexy boudoir shoot is not the same as actually showing what you have shown on the show, including the photos. Like Heather, she didn't say Heather included photos in Bad Mormon. So that's where I'm like, she described something. None of us understand it. None of us seen it. Whatever, Whitney, it starts and I'm not interested in where it's going. It's not it. So they're going now to the yacht. It's a catamaran. Um, Angie's late because she's doing the mermaid waddle. She can't put her legs more than three inches apart. <laughs> First of all, because her dress is very narrow, there's no room for moving your legs. And also she's wearing what look like stilettos, strappy stilettos for yeah. a boat ride. Like where are your sperries? Throw yeah. them on. None of this makes sense though. Cause Lisa's in like a vest and slacks. I actually thought Lisa looked great in this. She did look great, but where is she going? They're all going different locations. They're all going somewhere completely different. Heather is going on a boat. Whitney was going on a boat. Meredith looked good. Meredith looked good. Her heels were a little much, but she looked good. I'm going to stand by that. She had good sunglasses on. They were like an oval Jackie O. Mm-hmm. Last. Meredith, I actually should stop grouping Meredith's sunglasses into my um, pet peeve of the because Meredith has classy sunglasses usually. I did think Whitney's sunglasses when they were playing tennis were good too. Yeah, Whitney's whole tennis look was good. Her what yeah. the words out of her mouth were bad. The look was great. <laughs> you can have one or the other. You can't have both. Monica started shaving on the van, which ooh. that's a that's okay. We've all made that mistake once and never again because that is tough. Bold, bold, bold move. And she's like, "This really takes me back to my hoe phase." I'm like, "I'm sorry, were you showing up to dudes' houses with like skin burn?" Tough. Like, I, I don't get what, what, were you a hoe for attention on massive rash? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, <laughs> Look at these strawberry legs. <laughs> like this dry blood. Um, Meg and I have a good friend, Maggie, who I would say is probably one of my greatest best friends. And I almost missed a moment in becoming friends with Maggie because she was doing hair removal in public the first time I met her. And I was so turned off. 
I couldn't turned off isn't even the right phrase. I was so not into her that I almost didn't become friends with her. Wow. So to take that advice, put it in your cap, like a feather. Wow. I don't know how I'm going to land this plane, but if you want to be friends with Emily, no drive shaving. Don't dry shaving. Dry shaving. I was doing a hair off in a, a church lesson and I thought, no thanks. I don't like this girl. Um, but now you're best of friends. So maybe you and Monica have a future. Oh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> all right. Jameson shows off the yacht. It's he's nice. It's not a yacht, but look, I would still go on it. I'm so confused because I thought this was a British island. Jameson is American. The whole crew is American. What is the population of Bermuda? I've said it once and I'll say it again. I don't understand Bermuda at all. What are their foods? What are their accents? Like, I don't get, I couldn't tell you a defining thing other than the water's variable. It looks pretty, but like the downtown didn't look like, oh, wow, super nice. Like, I'm like, is it warm? Is it warm? None of these people look warm. They are bundled under towels. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't want to visit, but it's moving further down my list of destinations. Agreed. So in the, the catamaran, Whitney's swinging on a pole and I just like, the best was when Lisa's like, she's athletic. <laughs> she's right. That is true. But also like, how stable is that pole? Not you know, she's making a lot of assumptions. Her That pole's as stable as his, her argument that Heather exploited her. Okay. Yeah, agreed. Wavy. Heather is also wearing some polarized hexagon glasses with a wavy hat. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> This is the moment that I was like Easter basket core. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, I don't know. I just, I think I'm a big fan of stealth wealth and a huge ribbon that says Lueve flopping in the wind just wasn't it for me. No, the thing about Heather's sunglasses here too is like the only person I think who would wear them is that like sparkly troll from the Trolls movie. Mm, I haven't seen the latest one, have you? No, but he's in the first one. Remember, he becomes a dad. He's got a little baby that's all disco baby. They have glitter that comes out of their butts. Who becomes a dad? The disco the disco troll. You know what? Let's move on. He's a DJ. Do you not know who I'm talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about, and I'm not convinced it's real. His name's Guy Diamond. Okay, sure. Anyway, I just think that's who would wear those sunglasses. And if you agree with me, let me know um okay so heather's like meredith wtf happened and i'm gonna shoot you straight because i don't get what happened last night and meredith's like i don't understand what happened last night either because on the flight back from palm springs monica told me all these stories about angie and then we went to park city and i mentioned to monica in passing that she i had heard an anecdote that a lot of places in park city were owned by the greek mafia and then monica was like do you think angie's in it And Meredith said, when I got all those DMs, the reason I asked Monica if she had gotten them is because they were saying verbatim the same thing Monica had shared with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Heather's like, well, I don't know what to believe. And I'm like, Heather, Monica herself told you she would have sent DMs like that. If she's telling you something, just go ahead and listen. (laughs) Um, yeah, Monica's looking really guilty. 
all of these people who say they trust Monica this episode, they are going to regret it. And we will never. Although I will say the absolute high I get off watching this show, knowing about the lawsuit already. I feel like such a freaking know-it-all. I feel like a God. I have like this omniscient knowledge that none of them have. It's thrilling. It is so thrilling. I love being smarter than all of them. And I love being like, Lisa, you are going to regret yelling. I believe Monica. I believe Monica. You are going to regret that so hard. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, they also were all ride or die for Jen and they seem fine now. So I have some regrets about that. All right. Well, the gals drop ink around Long Island. Not New York, guys. Bermuda. Not Pete Davidson's. He's from Stan Island. I don't know. King of either long or sad. Um, Meredith just goes ahead and was like, Monica, let's talk. She's like, why did you say I said those things when you in fact did? And Monica is like, I thought Meredith was my friend and now he's leaving me out to dry. And I'm like, okay, so you're doing the exact same thing to Meredith that she did to you. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And again, I like Lisa out of nowhere. Lisa just gets in the mix. And I'm not loving this. She's jumping to a lot of conclusions about a lot of things that she doesn't know. I don't think one person has actually listened to Meredith's side of the story. The, no one has listened. She's not shared it with anybody. Except Seth. So I'm and like, Seth. and Seth, and Seth. Okay. And I'm like, everything about Meredith is less about backing Monica for Lisa and more about how she felt betrayed by Meredith last year. Oh, for sure. There's some wild projection. Wild production. She looks great. Don't love her just yelling. Heather's like, hey, why does Monica get a pass? And I'm like, this is a great point, Heather. Thank you for bringing it up. And now Angie and Lisa are just yelling. They're just yelling. Um, and Angie says she owns the streets because she's a reputable businesswoman. And I said, no reputable anything has ever used the phrase own the streets. But I do admire. I I, it's funny because Salt Lake City, owning the streets of Salt Lake City, is that something you're proud of? Like, we're not like a, it's not Madison Avenue, you know, like, and no one, no one's going to recognize Angie walking down the streets prior to her turn on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Like, Angie's vision of who she is is so much different, I believe, than who she actually is in real life. I admire it. Yeah, yeah. And again, Angie saying these things before she's even on a live episode as a cast member. Yeah, it's like, wow, I wish I had the confidence to say that I own Harvey Milk Boulevard like you do, you know? That's really something. Did you say milk? Harvey, did I say milk? I said milk. I'm so sorry, everybody. Sorry, too. I don't blame you if you unsubscribe. Yeah. Let's get Eddie's um cultured accent back in the mix. <laughs> um, all right. So they're just yelling. And again, I will say, you're gonna regret saying you trust Monica. Whitney has a bad point, like, hey, you did this last year to Lisa. And I'm like, Yeah, that's true, but something being true one time doesn't mean it's always true. Um, Mer Meredith is really giving one sentence phrases this year and I love them. The husband, the rumors, you can leave. And now don't narrate me. <laughs> Do not. Do not narrate me. I'm like, okay, got it. Got it, Meredith? Check. 
Um, I also like Meredith's calm confidence of when she says, like, I know who I am and I know what I did, so I'm done with this conversation. Meredith's calmness is what has brought me completely onto her side about she did not send those documents. Yeah. She's so unbothered. She does like she doesn't like being yelled at, but there's not a huge amount of like, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm proving myself. There's not a huge amount of that. She's just like, don't yell at me. Yeah, and that's a person who can look at a situation and be like, all of these people are freaking out and I'm the one with the stable head here. Yes. She also on Watch What Happens Live was like, I don't care. And she, and I'm not saying it's not the medication, but she really didn't seem to care. And I love that for her. May we all reach that level of unbothered, unbothered, unfazed, nonplussed. Having, I want what she's having. Um, okay, so like I said, I think Lisa's being a little bit unfair. And then Lisa's like, okay, I'm done. Let's have fun. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> yell at me and then yell at me to have fun. But Meredith's actually fine with it. I mean, Meredith does at one point go into the boat and then come back out a few minutes later. She took a break. She also then goes and talks to Angie and she's like, Angie, the straight up truth is Monica's the one who said that. And all Angie can focus on is like, well, Meredith, you tried to ruin me. You're a bad person. I'm like, but are you listening to the words? Because she's saying, I don't care to ruin you. I don't care about you. Which We're is back so to the definition of threat again, which it's like, okay. I kind of think Meredith's right here. I'm very much on Meredith's side. It's something I didn't think I'd say three episodes ago. I Meredith's level of absolute unemotion has won me completely over. Angie keeps, she's on repetition. Whitney has the worst arguments I've ever heard in the history of TV. And Monica's definitely a liar. So those three are in the bottom for me. The other three are top. Mary's in the mm -hmm. middle. <laughs> I miss her. I wish she was here. Can you imagine the chaos if Mary was on this boat? She wouldn't go on the boat. You know, she'd just be like, take me to McDonald's. Take me to McDonald's. I'm going to eat in my room. Or she'd go to like, you know how like at um, tourist attraction places, there's always like, come buy some crazy glass objects. Like, I feel like that's where Mary would be. She's at like that random market every town has. She's buying the, the blowfish hanging from a string. Yep, it's blown glass. She loves it though. She loves it. She's getting wow. sand in a bottle. Yep, she's feeling great. You know who else is feeling great? Whitney. She pops off her extensions and puts on a t-shirt to go swimming. Here's a question. Here's a question. If you know you're going to go swimming, do you bother putting your extensions in? No, because popping them off is so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I'm just like, wow, these women are so committed to their glamour. I don't have that much commitment for anything. But why the t-shirt? I don't know. Like the thing about the t-shirt that kills me is, is it to prevent more sunburn, you think? I don't know. Every choice made here was baffling to me. Hey, I also was like, okay, whatever. Um, at the end of the boat, um, Angie is going to give Meredith another chance to see if she's trustworthy. Meredith then makes a joke that Angie put a hit out on her, which TBH, God bless Meredith. She's being very funny. And Whitney's like, I have a dinner planned. And that's where we end the catamaran. That's it. Then we move on to back to the sprinter van. Okay, so they're back on the sprinter van and Meredith goes and sits with Lisa, who just yelled at her and was like, when I was on the catamaran, I called Brooks, which, what service does she have? Must be amazing. Has to be like a fan. Do you ever wonder if 
really rich people have a different cell phone service than the rest of us? Like like a Raya, but for cell phone? Yes. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I, they have to. Like an American Express black card, but for yep, cell phone for service. Cell phone. Yes. If they don't, TM Emily. Um, mm-hmm. So she's like, not only is Brooks now an international model, which good for you, Brooks. He deserves it. He does. He's got great looks. And I honestly root for no one as hard as I root for Brooks. No, absolutely not. Those cheekbones. He deserves it. So she's like, Brooks is now an international model. He also had some very good advice, which is, well, lean on Lisa. She knows the real you. Which is such a sweet way to phrase that. Yeah. Um, And so they're good. They're talking. And Monica is not good. She's very bothered because she's like, how can they just yell at each other and be friend? And I'm like, sis, that's this entire show. I know. But I also I also saw where Monica was coming from, where it was like, wow, Meredith is so willing to forgive Lisa so quickly, but so unwilling to forgive me. And, you know, sometimes that's the breaks, but still tough. No one knows you, Monica. And I think Meredith yes. is realizing that more and more as each hour goes on. Like, we don't know each other. And I and Lisa, she later says, like, Lisa and I are like sisters. And I do think that seems an apt comparison for the two of them. Yes, I agree. Um. So Whitney's like, I love being on vacation. I love sleeping alone, which no issues for me so far. Yeah, it's I'm I love my husband. When he get, goes out of town and I can watch whatever show I want at night and take up the whole bed, that's top tier living. That's living. I like to eat cake in my bed. Ugh, living. And those crumbs are my own. I'm good to go. I party on. I mean, we have a great life that way. So Whitney's like, I do love sleeping alone. And then Whitney could have stopped there, doesn't. She goes ahead and just like exploits all her very specific adult time antics with her husband. And then she's very upset because she says Heather is shaming her. And I'm like, shaming, another word Whitney is using way too much and not right. Heather's not shaming you. She's not interested in having this conversation. And for the record, neither am I. No, I'm also very uncomfortable. And you can call me a prude and that's accurate, but it is what it is. She has exploited herself the most and her husband. She's the one exploiting her husband, not Heather, not the producers. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney's choosing it. I don't. That's fine. You want to be really comfortable in your skin? Great. Amazing. The rest of us don't have to be on the same page as you to not be shaming you. It just means we don't want to participate. Agreed. Okay. Um, I'm really, at this point, Heather is so wildly uncomfortable. She's just saying anything to divert attention and been there. Yeah, absolutely. We've all been there. Um, It's exhausting. I like Whitney. I like Whitney. I think that she seems really great. Her actions this episode really confuse me. And I'm going to say it, they seem to come from a place of jealousy. Yeah, like overall, I like Whitney. In general, I like Whitney. I think she seems sincerely like a nice gal. This episode and the past few, actually most of the season, Whitney for me has been trying way too hard to get screen time like it's obviously about what kind of story she can have to have more screen time and I don't jive with that I don't like it it does not make me endeared to you unless you got up and were just like I need to keep getting paid so I need more screen time so I'm going to make stuff out of everything perfect until you're ready to do that I'm not interested in this I don't like it like we all understand what's happening here 
Yeah. I don't she like has no other storyline. She has no other storyline. I don't like it. Um, so Andy's Whitney's makeup artist, but Monica's like sitting in the chair letting him do her makeup, which begs the question to me, Andy, do you pay per face? Um yeah. Are they sharing Andy? Also, Andy's face looked beautiful. Okay. Andy does good work because Whitney went in looking lobster red and later she doesn't look red at all. There is not Flawless. even a hint of red to her. It and it looks like a natural skin tone that he did on her. Andy, we will swap you. Our face is getting done for free advertising on this podcast. Hit us up. Andy, can you pass up that deal? Honestly. <laughs> you, you just said deal. I said milk. You said deal. deal. We're I, a mess. Deal's my worst. It's not as bad as Whitney. These are my feelings. <laughs> um, Every time I think of a dentist. Every single time. So, I, I yeah. Monica's using Andy, which I think I think they left that in to kind of show they're putting breadcrumbs about Monica taking advantage of people, in my opinion. That's totally. They left that in. There's breadcrumbs being laid about Monica, like, oh, why is she using Whitney's makeup art? And it's so clearly Whitney's because when Whitney walks in, she's like, move. I need to get my makeup done. You don't need as much time. Like she was owning that situation. So it's very clearly like Whitney brought that makeup artist and Monica was trying to use him, whatever. Maybe Mon Whitney had said it was fine. But at the end, she's like, this is my makeup artist. Um, Monica is being upset again about Lisa and Meredith being friends because they just yelled at each other. And I'm like, yes, like, again, this is happens every single week, Mer Monica. You and you and Lisa just full on yelled at each other. And then a week later, you're like, will you come visit my family with me? Yeah. like that was as insane as anything else that's happened on the show Am yeah no you're you're absolutely correct i just can't wait for next week but go on um so the next thing that happens is they all get ready to go to dinner and angie clearly got the memo from eddie that jinkos are back because her pants are way too much extra fabric Jenkins, and then she was like let's keep this pirate theme going another day with a fully laced up bodice situation in cerulean blue like uh, the worst color she really is living her brats fantasy later heather said you guys look like brats dolls and i'm like that's exactly how angie dresses yes she's giving all she does is give brats and like go off queen i guess if that's your thing it's just not mine I'm an ageist. I've recently come to understand about myself. Mm. Like, what is wrong with a frumpy sweater? <laughs> nice <Yeah>. cardigan. <laughs> what? No, does no one wear some slip? slacks? Yeah, does no one wear slip anymore? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so, also the bra situation on that is very confusing to me. Very confusing. There was a lot of missed looks on this episode. Um, I will not shame a selfie. Who else is going to take a picture of me? When you've got the light, you've got the light. Yeah. Take advantage. You think my husband is like, oh, you look great. I'm going to take your picture. No. And he, and you'll hate the photo if he does. Yeah. And like, he's a wonderful man. I think everyone last week understands, if anything, he supports me too much. But he's not thinking, oh, let me take a picture of you. I'm taking a picture of myself at all, at all angles. Half of my photos are selfies of me by myself or with my family. How so, many selfies do you have on your phone right now? Oh, I didn't even check. I forgot that I could do that because they told me about it. What do you have? 1,178. 
So 20,000 less than Lisa. 27,000 less than Lisa. But I did just recently try and go through my phone to clean up some storage. So I had more before that. I have a way bigger issue with screenshots. Screenshots Oh, I have so many screenshots. I take so many screenshots. I don't even know where to find my selfies. Am I I supposed to go to- Okay, if you go to albums and then scroll down below like people and places and media types. Great. So I have 2,668. Perfect. So I obviously feel great about myself. Good for me. Good for you, Emily. Um, all right. Now we're at dinner and Monica's like, oh, I don't have any Excedrin. My face can't move. And again, I'm like, they are dropping breadcrumbs to this upcoming lawsuit. In my opinion. Wait, how? Explain that one. Because Monica said they messed up her face. Oh, I thought it was just like the migraine is making my face not move. Also, Excedrin is a great medication. Oh, the best. Excedrin migraine. Oh, so good. But remember, part of Monica's lawsuit was like they did like these damages to her face, like they damaged her face. So that's where I think when she's like, yeah, half my face won't move. I think, yeah, it's about the migraine, but I'm also kind of like the plot thickens. Dun, dun, dun. The, dun, dun, dun. the biggest question I have though is why does Heather kind of look like Hillary Duff in that Costco belt policy? It thing? is so shocking to see past photos of Heather because that is a different person. You cannot convince me that those two people are the same people. And I think she no looks way. good as past her. Like that, you. She, she's just too, completely different. Me too. I agree. Like, I really can't believe. It's she had Bell's palsy there, first of all, because she looks good. She looks great. Also, my English teacher had Bell's palsy and she had to teach us through Bell's palsy for like three months. And it bless her heart. It was terrible for her. No, no. Yeah. Can you imagine in front of a bunch of teens, half your face doesn't move? When Heather was like, you get it from stress. I'm like, don't do this to me. Because now, because now you think you're gonna get Bell's palsy. Same. Now I'm stressed about Bell's palsy. I've already got a crooked mouth. Bell's palsy, like that would ruin me. Yeah, that yeah, but she did look like Hillary Duff. So good for you, Heather. So Heather, I don't know. Monica's like, I don't, I don't like Meredith's energy. And Meredith's like, yeah, well, I don't like you because you told everyone Meredith lied, and maybe you lied. Um, and then Lisa's like, I think I came pretty hard today and I was like you think Lisa but then she was like but I also tell my sisters I want them to die and then we can go shopping I'm like oh you and your sisters have a different relationship than I have with my sister uh I will often say to my mom oh gosh I hope my sisters don't listen to this there are times I'll say to my mom I'm never talking to Katie again and then like three weeks later I'm we're back to square one of course you know that to me is sisters yeah of course and I do think Mon- Lisa and Meredith do have to kind of have a sister relationship. It's the only way to get over sleeping with everyone in New York, yelling that she's a liar, documents. You know what I mean? Like that's- There's a lot, a lot of damage. damage. Yeah. A lot of damage between the two of them. And the only way that they are going to move past it is if they do kind of have a sister like at the core. So I agree. I agree with that. And I'm also like, Monica, you haven't been friends with Meredith. Why would she treat you the same? Like, I know she, when she says we're not like that. And I'm like, based on what the one lunch you had together in Park City. Where you were kind of fake. You were in slacks. We all know that's not you. 
That's a work um, acquaintance. That's not a friend. Agreed. Lisa, Whitney's like, hey, Lisa's been pretty emotional lately. And do you think it's because like her son's sleeping for two years? And it's like, uh, ding, 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 Whitney. Welcome to the party, pal. Like, of course, Lisa's going through, I think, one of the the biggest midlife changes. It's yeah. so, I don't like Whitney says later, I don't even want to think about Bobby leaving. That is also how I, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about that phase of my life at all. Same. It like threw me into a little bit of a crisis last night thinking about it. Yeah. It's very tough for kids to get older. It's very tough. And that would be extremely hard. So yeah, I do think Lisa is probably pretty emotional. As she should be. Give her a freaking bone. Throw the lady a bone here. Um, all right. So now we're setting up their visit. A, they're going to visit a bar. And right now I'm like, this isn't going to go well. They talked too long about how they were going to go to the bar. And that's how I knew this bar visit is not going to go well, Meg. No. And look, I hate to say it, but some of these ladies don't hold their alcohol super great. Some people would be better off sober. Hey, quick question. You think it's windy there? <laughs> Again, what? What is the climate in Bermuda? It is <laughs> unknowable. The swizzle, the breeze at the swizzle is astounding. Heather has to tie her dress to run later so it doesn't blow. I mean, it's a miracle Heather did not show us her butt. She that, may have, and they just cut it out. I love when Lisa walks in and said, we heard this is the coolest bar in Bermuda. <laughs> There's probably one. Love the bartender was like, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. Uh I too think pina colada would be my drink of choice. Oh, absolutely. I love a pineapple. Yes. Did we see a real fan interaction in the wild at the Swizzle House? Because there was that group of white ladies that seemed very excited about seeing the housewives. I mean, that's how I would act. I would like to think I'd play it cooler than that. And I did when I saw Lisa at a restaurant. And by cooler than that, I mean I stared but said nothing. Yeah, well, that's what happened when I saw her at the mall, too. Yeah, and I'll do it again if I have half a chance. I'm sure I'm sure it's going to happen again. We we live not far from her. Yeah. Um, Angie, no one wants to play games. Stop doing this to us. Angie, you have the wardrobe and the entertainment of a 13 year old. Like no one wants to make up raps. No, we've already established we're not playing games anymore. Why did you? whatever I look I've got to say it. I do not enjoy people who are constantly making me participate in activities don't like it at all please don't I'm I've got enough you know between work and parenting like I am set on jobs that need to get done no more we're all playing the game of life okay yeah like those are due guess what I'm not sure I'm gonna make it to the end so let's just cool it I know I'm not. I know somewhere along the way, my car is about to drift off. So I'm not going to waste the time I have in those pants playing those games. Okay? You know what's the worst about the game of life? Like you go all the way through the stupid board. And then at the end, you just like draw a card to see what kind of retirement you get. Honestly, I hate it. Life sucks. That's games. Not it's a bad game. It's not a good game. I, I agree with you. It's like, oh, all of a sudden you have twins because you pulled a car out. Like, and now I'm like, what's the new updated game of life? Do you have to like go through a fertility treatment maybe? And then you owe like $10,000. Have you played the new guess who? No. They've tried to make it like more modern day, more politically correct. Sounds like um, 
I'm deriding it, which I'm not trying to, but it's also kind of confusing because like some of them have like hair that's both blue and black. Oh. And you know, and it's like, so you don't know, like the questions are harder to ask. Oh. A little more challenging that way. Just like it's hard to know people. Exactly. Wow. Okay. I'll, I'll check into it. Um, what I'm going to check while I'm checking into guess who, what I'm going to check out of is Whitney in general. Whitney's like, hey I know we're not playing games but let me bring up that you're a hypocrite Heather because you're talking about my sex life and I'm like and then immediately her argument immediately falls apart when Heather says you read that story before it was published you asked me to take something out I took it out it's like oh so Whitney you read this before you were totally fine with it and then all of a sudden season four you have no storyline and here we are yep and I kind of wish Heather had stopped there and been like, you knew what was in the book. This is a you problem. But instead, Heather gets pretty explosive, storms out, snaps at a producer. And we've all had meltdowns. She just has the unfortunate reality that hers is on camera. And by the end, I was like, this is kind of tough. I I still was all into Heather. I actually like that Heather says, stop talking. I need a minute to think. Like, she wasn't overly rude to that producer, but she was extremely direct. She kept saying, stop talking. I need to think. I need to think. Like, yeah. the panic in her. Uh, listen, Meg, you're a writer. I write. Mm. Mm. It's very vulnerable to write your emotions. It, it is very vulnerable to share them. I, yeah, Meg it's terrifying. Shared stories of our own life. I shared a very vulnerable story of my own life at a Strangerville. You can find it if you want it sure but I'm not open to feedback about it because it's too vulnerable and it was really hard and I think that's a lot of what is going on with Heather with Bad Mormon it's like Heather has been through this journey of like feeling good about herself and like who she is and I think Bad Mormon is something that she's like I sell a lot of books she talks about how many books she sells often because she feels good about herself because of it yeah it makes her feel good it gives her a sense of pride and Whitney just came in and dumped all over it because she wanted attention and i I like Heather. I would have taken offense to that. I would have had a problem with that. Do I think Heather needed to swing as hard as she did? Maybe not. But like who amongst us, right? I do love her yelling, you're drunk and crazy because Heather, Whitney, I am a sober human. Whitney to me seems drunk. Yeah. She seemed very drunk. She pushes Heather. She's yelling in a parking lot. She's yelling vagina in a parking lot. Like, come on. It's a lot. And this is how she gets. We've seen Whitney get like this every time she over drinks and it's hard to watch. I mean, Um, it was 100% fight or flight and Heather flight. She flew. Yeah, I guess I get it. I get it. I just have been Heather before where someone has hurt my feelings so deeply. Now add on them that they are drunk, which again has happened to me before. And the unfairness of that comment will just send me down a spiral. Yeah. Yes. Don't you have a meeting? Yeah, but I'm busy right now. Like the <laughs> thing is, I just can't stress enough how much I side with other. Um yeah, it's and being a writer, it's really tough when someone comes for your writing because that's an extension of you. Um, but in kind of a more uh vulnerable way than if they actually just came for you when they come for your writing, it's like I did this thing that was hard and I think brave and you're poking holes in that and it's tough. Very tough. And again, the unfairness of Whitney's perspective. One, she saw it, she checked it off. Two, 
she's not even right. Like her point of view, I know everyone, it's just an opinion. Her opinion is wrong. Heather did not exploit Whitney. Whitney exploited Whitney. Yeah, it's Whitney exploited Whitney. that Whitney gets to exploit herself. She can. That's totally fair. Did not like that Heather said that thing about her outfit. That's the one part that I was like, Heather. What'd she say? When Heather's like, you exploit yourself, like your outfit. I was like, ooh. Oh, Heather, yeah. That was. Hmm. That was the one miss for me. I was Maybe a few of, more therapy sessions to work through that one. That, that to me felt real like this was part of what you grew up feeling coming out. Yeah. Um, didn't like that at all. Other than that, though, I stand with Heather. Heather was not wrong, in my opinion. Whitney was only wrong. It's so obvious she's looking for a story. It just makes her deeply unlikable right now. Uh, but cannot wait for the finale. Do we think it's next week, the day after Christmas? Two weeks. It's, it's two in two weeks. weeks? Yes. It's a two-week finale. No, we get two weeks off. Okay. Well, we'll be back in two weeks. Maybe we'll do a pop culture pop-in next week. It's been a minute. Maybe, unless I have the flu. Well, don't get the flu. Um, everybody send in an influenza house. Maggie. Emily vibes so she doesn't get the flu. Uh, Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you after the holiday. Goodbye. Bye.